When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast, episode number. I have no clue. Coming up on 500 episodes, I know that. But it is day four. USA's is in the books. We officially have our teams. Now, they're going to announce the official teams like four weeks, a week from now. But we know who finished top three. We know who has the standard. We know we'll be representing America in America back here three weeks from now. Uh, I'm going to go home, back to Texas tomorrow, wait three weeks, and then come right back here. I won't be in this spot, but we'll be, I'll be somewhere else. But it's going to be a fun 10-day meet. Can't wait to come back here. This is my first time in Eugene, so I'm excited to come. Not in Eugene. That's a lie. It's not my first time in Eugene. It's my first time at the new Hayward Field, and then I'll be coming back um, in a few weeks. Now, I'm trying to kill time because my colleague, Kevin, decided to show up to the podcast just two minutes late, but it's perfect timing. Kevin, welcome. I haven't talked about anything. People are filing into the chat. I haven't mentioned any race. I don't even know what order of breakdown we're going to do, but we're going to touch everything that happened today. It was a lot. It's going to be a great podcast. It was a lot. Do you know how much track there was? How much track? There was so much track that my brain has been scrambled. I have no idea where I left my bike. You don't I know rode where- my bike to the stadium this morning, and I know I put it in a different spot than I had the other days. But I can't for the life of me figure it out. I'm trying to go back in time, what, four or five hours ago? And I Ooh. can't because so much happened between now and then. But I'll figure it out by the end of the pod. If you know where my bike is, put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. Put the chat. Put the geolocation of your bike in the chat. Kevin. Yeah. First of all, before we get into any races, what was your thought on the meet as a whole? Meet as a whole, I thought headline, obviously, Sidney McLaughlin, world record. I think the men's 100 was a highlight. Little bit more chalk than I thought. I thought there was a possibility of things going more on the upset side of things in certain races. Um, you know, the buy obviously impacted a lot of races out there. And then when you learn certain athletes are injured or banged up and stuff, you put their performance in context. But yeah. all in all, I mean, I think if you're talking about Team USA, Team USA, like sending obviously usually that's that's pretty strong. A very strong team to the world. Very good team. Yeah. What about you? Uh I mean there was some unique storylines, obviously, the Shikari Richardson show with everyone thinking, including myself, that she would at least make the 100-meter team. Uh, she did not do any interviews, but then at the very end of the meet, she gave a quick 30-second statement to the media, essentially saying that uh, we are disrespecting the athletes uh, by interviewing them. It's kind of ironic because literally every other athlete got interviewed and Got to tell their stories, got to talk about their failures and their successes. But for Shikari, it was um, a different perspective, I'll say, lightly. Yeah. But uh, that was, what, what were your thoughts? We'll, we'll just get through this now. No, let's, let's do it at the end. I'll talk okay, about we'll talk about it at the end. I, I mean, I also, I know people ask about the attendance a lot. Our final attendance numbers, Thursday, 2751, Friday, 3314, Saturday, 3664, and then today, 3577. It's interesting. It looked like it was way more full today than it was on Thursday. 
I mean, just from the couple of times we popped in. Yeah. So have it only be 800 more people today than Thursday is interesting. But I know people were, were wondering about that. All right, that. let's talk about the races. We're going to start from, should we do in reverse order again? Yeah, let's do that. Even though the men's high hurdles, you saw my face after the men's high hurdles. You were I, annoyed. I was bummed. Okay, so bummed. let's start with the men's high hurdles. Grant Holloway decides to DNS. You asked him in an interview. I did. If did. he's running all three races, he asked, he said, what, do you want to break some news? And then he said, yes, I'm running all three. Mm-hmm. He was lying straight to your face. He knew he wasn't going to run the third race. He lied to you. But it's okay. Grant Holloway's a lot of lie to us because 100% approval rating. He's, he's a world champion. Um, yeah. What, I mean, it was kind of a bummer not seeing him in that race. I think it would have been a very different result potentially okay, if yeah. Grant was in that race. Yes. Because I asked Daniel Roberts, who pulled a massive upset to win this race, not just to qualify, but to win this race. And I said, were you bummed Grant was in the race? He said, no, because it actually helped him. Because if you have someone right next to you, get off to the start that Grant gets off to, sometimes that can throw your own rhythm off yes, a little bit. Yeah. I thought it was, I mean, great answer from Roberts to be that forthright. And, you know, you expect him to be like, yeah, of course, I want yeah. everybody in there. But Grant, he didn't really matter in the outcome because he's going regardless whether or not he's first or eighth. So he would basically just serve as either this rabbit or this distraction or whatever it could be. So I understand somebody who's not in that, uh, not um, directly impacted by it, saying, hey, Probably better if they're not there. It helps me focus on my race. I mean, what a performance for him. Yeah. Daniel Roberts. I mean, look at his results this year. He said he never lost faith. Remember 2019, made the world team um, and ran really well at NCAAs that year. His PR is from that year, 13 flat from the race at NCAAs. It's still 13 flat, wants to break 13 seconds. Behind him, Trey Cunningham, 1308. And then Devin Allen zoom in on this team by a uh, point. Was that yeah? Cole, zero. Zoom in on zero, the third and fourth place finish, so you three. can see the exact time difference between third and fourth. Point zero zero three. Yeah. So thirteen point oh eight seven and thirteen point oh nine zero. If Devin Allen did not make this team, that would have been an upset. That would have been shocking. That would have been a stunner. Yeah. And afterwards, he said, "You know, got to advance, got to get through all that stuff," which is true because we it's cliche. Hard team to make. Hardest team to make on, on the I US I feel like side. we're saying that with every event now. But this one was really hard. The women's 800 is hard to make. The women's yeah. hurdles are hard to make. The women's... Just in general, the trials process, sometimes you can barely squeak through yeah. and then go on to win a medal or go win a gold medal. We saw it even with NCAA performances. People get sixth at NCAAs and they come here and win. So the margin's so small, just get through and then maybe, you know what I mean? Your Dude. luck turns the other way when Worlds comes around. Does David, Daniel Roberts 1303 put him in the conversation in your mind, or is it still a two dog race? We're just adding, we're adding people as the okay. season goes on. We're like adding Trey Cunningham. We're adding Daniel Roberts. Yeah. I mean, Parchment's still a thing. Yeah. Parchment in the mix. Um, but U.S. is sending a real, the fact that Roberts won this just strengthens the U.S. team as a whole because now you have an argument for all four guys to get on the medal podium. So, U.S., if you're tracking the medal count, this is one where they should try to run up the score because they have a, a possibility of a lot of medals. I mean, having having Roberts there is just such a huge, huge bonus. Women's 200? No. What are we going to do? Let's go back and forth between distance and sprint, kind of spread it out throughout the pod. Okay. okay so let's do – we'll do a sprint event. Now we'll do a distance event. You're going to be able to keep track of all that? Yeah. Days? So we're going to start – we'll go at the top. We'll do the men's uh, 5K. Actually, women's Well, 5K. women's 5K. Women's 5K. Women's 5K. Started slow, continued to be slow, very, very tactical. Uh, four broke away, the three who made the team, Cranny Schweizer and Enfeld, and then Wayne Kalati. Um, and eventually, 
the three in front broke away from Wayne Kalati. Always in the mix. So disappointed to see uh, her fall just a little bit short. But for Enfeld, redemption, total redemption. Just missed the team from the 10,000 a few weeks ago. Lost out on that kick to Natasha Rogers. Schweizer pulls off the, well, I guess, the double, almost triple yeah. situation here. First, fourth, and second. Yeah. In these three events. And then Cranny's back. She said that 10K earlier took a lot out of her. She said if the 10K and 5K happened back when the 10K happened, she would she would have run, but it would have been real, real tough. So made a strategic decision, skip that race, run this one, and it paid off. Not too surprising. I mean, I think yeah. we had Enfeld as a sleeper, and then both you and I, I think, had sh- – well, no, you didn't have Cranny. I did. No. But Schweizer and Cranny. I think I had Josette Norris. Yes, who finished. It was hot out there, too. Yeah, it was hot. Josette Norris finished in let's see, 12th place. So, Tui finished 13th. Um, and then St. Pierre finished 20th. Once the break happened, it was just very hard for anybody to keep going yeah. because the pace just went from 76 to like 72 into the 60s, like super, super quick. So that's men's, I don't know, the Wits Women's 5K. Wendy Kalati, you're going to pick, are you going to pick her again I'm next year? Her. You're going to keep, keep picking, picking her, her until yes. she makes the team. I do suggest going on to the website uh, and watch the Wendy Kalati interview. She, in the beginning part, she breaks down um, the race and how she felt. But then yeah. at the end, she gets kind of emotional because she mentions that she's going to be able to see her family for the first time in nine years. For those who don't know, she's a refugee from Eritrea. And like, she hasn't seen them in so long. And the fact that this might happen for her is, is pretty cool. I, I think she would rather have that than make any team. So uh, she's still there. She's still confident. She says she's got to keep grinding on to the next one. And eventually she'll break through. And I think she will. And you'll keep picking her. I'm going to keep picking team. her. Roads, track, it doesn't matter. Just keep picking her. Cross country. I'm picking Kaladi. You want to do men's five or you want to go back to the sprints? Let's go back to the sprints. Women's 200. Women's 200. Steiner gets it done. Woo! 2177, Tamara Clark 2192, Jenna Prandini 2201. Obviously, um, probably not the top three everybody had, although somewhat familiar names. Let's start first with with Steiner. Set herself up with a really fast semi earlier in the day. Yeah, she ran 21.8, and in the, I saw a little conversation with her and her coach. She says she shut it down with 10 meters to go. Mm-hmm. So we knew that she still had another gear to go towards. In that final, she got there not that much faster, still 21.77. It is a quick turnaround, though. Back-to-back 200s is hard to do. Um, and world lead now. She's now run the world lead multiple times yeah. this season. I asked her if she's excited to race the Jamaicans. She said, hell yeah. Maybe not, quote, hell yeah, but like, yes. Say you maybe add the word hell. Yeah, don't do that. I don't know. She said yes. She, she smiled and was, like, excited to go up against the big three of Jamaica mm-hmm. in Elaine Thompson, hurrah. Sharika Jackson and Shelly and Fraser Price, if Shelly makes the team. We don't know. That team has will be decided after this podcast goes live because that's later tonight. Um, but what do you think, Steiner? Now she's done she's passed every test, right? Yeah. The yeah. only test she didn't pass was SECs, but looking back on it, you were like, clearly that was the outlier. Mm-hmm. And now that she's gonna go into worlds as potentially the world leader with multiple sub twenty twos on her belt, mm-hmm. under her belt, on the belt, under the belt. Under your belt. Under your belt. Yeah. What do you think? Is she the favorite? No. Is she no. silver medal favorite? I don't have each medal. I don't have She's got to be a sign. favorite in one of the medals. Yeah, I think she's a – I don't know. I mean, Jackson, Thompson, Ron, Fraser, Price make a pretty mean team for, for Yeah, Jamaica. but 21-7 is right. not 
Say it again. Jackson, Fraser Price, yes. and Tom Charlie make a really if they're all running to their capability and they all decide to run the event, which is a big if. I think she's I think her chance of getting a medal, I think, are 50-50 at this point. Okay. Just because because that two hundred always does have some mystery attached to it. But she's had a long season. It's true. Don't take for granted what she's what she's already done and how, how much racing she's done. Um obviously this is a great, 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 great race for her. Um yeah. Tamara Clark making the team. Yeah, credit to her. Twenty-one ninety-two, just you know, was fifth, I believe, in the in the hundred, and then missed the team last year. She she gets it done here. She's a training partner with Gabby Thomas. Gabby Thomas hurt uh, grade two hamstring um, issue, and she gave it her best. She made it all the way into the final, which is remarkable when you consider how little she was training yeah. and and sprinting. And I give her a ton of credit, by the way, for stopping and talking to, to us afterwards, kind of, she just expressed her disappointment. And this is why, you know, this is like, this is track and field and this is, this is sports, right? Like the highs yeah. and the lows, all of it captured there. And, you know, she, you could see just how much she wanted to make the team, how much she wanted to go and fight for a medal. I just give her um, a ton of credit for, for doing that. And her coach said, if, if it was a week later, would be in a, a much better spot and she said the same thing it's just it's timing man it's just it, it's it's unfortunate um that, that she wasn't healthy well that, it's interesting that you say that because that's exciting because that means she can be a factor in the post world season with you know all the diamond leagues yeah in yeah. august and september and that's what we want we want gabby to be full mode right mm -hmm. to then force abby to also be going to full mode and then throw in yeah. you know whoever else can be on that day, like Jenna Prandini, I mean, when, if Shakari ever figures out the 200, mm. throw her in the mix. Yeah, yeah. The women's 200, Brittany Brown, who didn't have that great of a USA's, can become great, you know, and there's a lot, lot of, there's a lot of Diamond Leagues post yeah. World Champs this year because World Champs is so easy, so, or so early, excuse me. Prandini, man, had a great it. run. Like for a while, I'm like, is she gonna, she gonna get this win? 22-01 for her, Steiner was too tough over that, that last 50, but Prandini was flying off that curve. It was an exciting race. Grandini making the team was cool. Um, she's kind of slept on a lot. I mean, she was... What? Well, I did have her as a sleeper in the 100. Yeah. So. But yeah, but we, I don't think I picked her in the 200. So. I don't think I picked her in the 200. I mean, me. she kind of had a little slow start to her season. Um, but now she's making back-to-back -back teams. Um, Jenna Prandini. I mean, I don't think she's going to medal, but, you know. Hey. We'll see what happens with the Jamaican squad. There's been... People who you never thought would medal coming out of USA's going into the 200 or coming out of the Olympic trials going to the 200. And uh, question: Would they, they put Ab would they put Abby Steiner on the four by one? Probably not. I asked Abby Steiner if she wants to run the four by four, and she said yes. Four by four, or four by one, four by four. Oh. Why'd you ask me the four by one? Because I wanted to cue oh. up that question first, and then yeah. Follow I mean, listen, she'd be great in both. And if can you get the stick around in the four by one? Yeah, that's, that's all that the only qualification. That's like you're mean. fast enough. If you made it to the U.S. championships, you're fast. You're fast. Just can you get the stick around? I don't. It's even if you look at the beginning of Allison Felix's career, she didn't get put on relays early on. Early on, it takes a little bit of time. Yeah, so they don't take that first. Yeah, unless you're running, you know, a thing mo or like, like running the world lead. So two hundred might even be well. It's not the two. <laughs> if it was a four by two, she's oh, on four the by team. two. Okay, she's on the four by two yeah. when they have that event. All right, men's five thousand. Move over to the men's five thousand again. We're going back and forth between distance and sprints. Keep you guys entertained throughout. Uh, I mean, 
do we want to talk about the surprise or the chalk? No, we're going to talk about, start with the winner. Okay, start with the winner. So Grant Fisher, interviewed him, post-race, I asked him, did your 10K result when he got outkicked by Joe Klecker influence your strategy in his 5K? He said, absolutely. He was oh, like, okay. yes, I learned that I cannot turn this into a 400-meter race. I need to make this an honest race, which is why Evan Jaeger uh -huh. was assigned to – take the lead if the pace slowed down. Yeah. Evan Jager already on the steeple team. He was using that to help Grant Fisher make it an honest race. Woody Kincaid in his interview knew that they setting up the race for Grant Fisher. And Woody Kincaid knew that oh, interesting. this was going to be a race that helps Grant and hurts his chances of winning. So he kind of had to accept that, like, this is going to be a disadvantage for him to win, but he's still going to have – you know, the ability but, to make a team. Okay, but let me ask you this, because I always wondered why did he – that gap form, and then he kicks in 54. Maybe did that play into his strategy of, hey, if they're going out at Grant's pace, people are going to fall off, and I can be there to capitalize in the last 400? Is that yeah, what he said? Yeah, he didn't say that specifically, but he was definitely thinking that. I asked him if he had any regrets. He said maybe, you know, he, you know, he was willing to admit that, like, you know, there could have been a chance that, like, he lets the gap go too far. Yeah. But he trusted that he can close. and. He said it was actually helpful having two guys ahead of him to like chase after. And that might've been a reason why he kind of had an extra second on that final 400. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was just interesting dynamic that they knew, Woody knew that the, the race was going to favor Grant, but he also knew that not everyone can do what Grant does. Right, exactly. So and therefore yeah, he can yeah, take advantage yeah, of that yeah, and right. find a way to make the team. And well, they go one, two. But meanwhile, Hillary Bohr, out there rabbiting for his brother, Emmanuel yeah. Bohr. So it was like almost a Spider-Man meme with the two rabbits who come in there. <laughs> like, hey, wait, okay, now all of a sudden yeah. we got two of you. And in the way, they almost worked in tandem. Yeah. Bohr did the first st stuff, and then the Bowerman guys moved to the front. But Kincaid's kick was otherworldly, 54 or something <laughs> like that. And Emmanuel Bohr, feel for him. Yeah. Just missed the 10,000 team and then, you know, got, got caught here. And then – in the you know, final stretches and falls back to fifth. But for a while there, it looked like he was going to make it. It was going to be Fisher, Abiyama Nur, and, and Emmanuel Bourne. And just didn't quite have enough. I think he ran like 63, 64, something like that for the last last lap while Bohr was closing in 54. Um, Nur, though, gets the third spot. And he doesn't win NCAAs. <laughs> Gets, the, gets on the U.S. team. Yeah, hell of a season for Abdihamid Nur. Um, wins NCAA indoors, double was dealing with the food poisoning a few days out from NCAAs. He didn't mm -hmm. want to disrespect, though, you know, the loss that he had. He said, those are straight runners. He says, like, they beat me on that day. Yeah. Um, but him being able to end his season with getting top three in a good 5K field, yeah. that is, like, speaks more volumes than anything he's done up until this point. Yeah. And it definitely shows that he's going to be someone to watch. Not someone to watch. He's going to be someone to be a factor in many 5K trials to come, I think he's going to be really good in a 10K trials. Like, if Abdi Hamaner could do this, Abdi Hamaner could have made the 10K team at free. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he's able to get third here, yeah, he definitely could have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, hell of a season for him. We did ask him, you going pro or are you coming back for one last run in the cross country season? He's, he says, I don't know yet. I got to enjoy this. But he said he is thinking about it. Mm -hmm. He says he does love running for his team. But I do think the contract 
that he's going to be offered is going to be too hard for him to refuse. As much as he loves NCAA cross country, you love, you know, financial stability a bit better. Um, but his status went from, you know, he was, his like contract status after indoors was probably like extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. And then NCA 10K loss, his contract value went down. But now, you're tracking it. His contract value probably went even more than what it was initially yeah. after his 5K top three. So yeah. he did a good job of making sure his value is at, is at the best it can be before he signs on the down line. All right. Men's 200. Go back to the sprints. Noah Lyles, 1967. Aaron Knight, 1969. Fred Curley, 1983. Henny Benaric, 1987. Josephus Lyles, 1993. That's the top five. Four will go because Lyles had to buy, but he wanted to run. He wanted Ooh. to make a statement. He wanted to silence the doubters is what he said, Gordon. And that last 100, last 80, he was back. He was we were, so far We back. were watching that in the stadium, looking at the head-on view. But then I glanced real quick up at the scoreboard. I said, there's a gap here. What's going to happen? But once he started rolling, he was in full-on quintessential Lyles mode of like, whatever I have to do, I'm going to get to the finish line before you. Just barely does. Crosses right with, with Knighton. Has the point, which obviously got a lot of attention uh, after after the race. But... He brought it. He brought it. He didn't need to run the final. He yeah. went up and did it. Yeah. Of all the people with buys, people were dropping out. But Lyles was the only one who actually put, yeah. like, I want to be the dude on his shoulders. Yeah. And he, I did not, like, I thought it was over. <laughs> I was like, Lyles, this, this Knighton's curve was real good. Knighton, Knighton looked beautiful through the curve. But now that Lyles has this, this has got to be the ultimate. This is, like, the best thing that has happened to Lyle's entire career, you know, because I think this is more impactful than his title in 2019, because there was this wave, the Aryan Knight and wave coming towards him. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh, sorry, we're on to the next. The Gross wins gold in, uh, in Tokyo. You have um, Knight now running 1949. He's doing it at a younger age. He's the next Usain Bolt. Sorry, not Lyle's. Your time is up. Yeah. Yeah. But this was his able to like, Hey guys, my time ain't going nowhere. I'm still here, and mm-hmm. I'm able to win when I wasn't when I didn't need to win. Yeah, and uh, did something impressive. So I think this is probably a big pivotal race for him, and I think it's going to propel him to run very well three weeks from now. And I think Lyle's now unanimous favorite in my mind. Knighton, I mean, he was bummed about the result, which it's like, man. Yeah, what do you say in this interview? Um, like I said, I don't really remember much of what happened when I was interviewing. Uh, yeah, thinking he, about your bike. He, he was disappointed. He was disappointed because he's like, I want to win. Like that's just my thing. Like he he's so competitive, he wants to win. It doesn't matter how how old he is. I know he. I didn't see the NBC on track interview, but apparently just gave like a real quick response and then walked off. Lyles did want to clarify though the point. He wasn't while he pointed at Knighton, wasn't pointing at Knighton. Like that was just like part of the celebration. It was with the doubters, and he said if there was any confusion, he's gonna. Call Arion, like clarify that. So I don't, I don't know <laughs> where that leads. We got Point Gate going down. No, right now? No, I mean, what's going well, on? Well, I remember Gate? 2019 with him and Coleman in Shanghai, right? And the, the look and all well, that yeah. stuff, and that started a little bit of back and forth. But Knighton wants to win, right? Knighton is not happy to be there. He, his goal is to, you know, win this race. His goal is to go on and win um, at, at the World Championships. But yeah, he's Miles was was talking up Knighton afterwards for sure. Surely. You know, makes it in the hundred and the two hundred. That's not hard. That's not easy to do, especially when you have two 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 hundreds in the same day. Excuse me. And then Bednarik. Watch out for Bednarik. 
He's coming on. Yes. Now. 1987. Didn't have, he was in lane nine. Um, gets on the team. But I think he's somebody to watch. Who, I think Ben Eric can medal. Yeah. Who was, you know, got a later start to the season. Got some low-key Diamond League wins just because they were above 20 seconds. I think he's someone who's really going to benefit in the next three weeks. So I don't I, sleep on Benaric. I think USA is going to go one, two, three, four. And there's a good chance. I guess we could rank what are the events where the U.S. has the best chance to go one, two, three, four, and this would probably be the one highest. and only. I think the high hurdles, there's a shot. It's a longer shot. I mean, all of them are Yeah, high hurdles. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, it's, it's the thing is here, Hurley is the only guy who's doubling. Yeah, so you got to factor that in as well. But are oh, you want to keep moving here? Women's steeple. Yes, right. we'll do women's steeple. Women's steeple. Coburn again. Ten. Ten, ten titles. Ten titles. In the Have US. you ever won anything ten times? Nope. Weymouth second nine twelve. Courtney Frerichs third nine sixteen. Frerichs hundred meters into the race got stepped on like her spike and it ripped. She said she spent the whole rest of the race worried. That it was going to fall off. She changed how she jumped off the water barrier because she didn't want water to go into the she, she didn't want the the spike that had been ripped to land in the water because she didn't want it to fill up with water and like go into her foot. Um, so she said it was just tough to like stay mentally focused. But credit to Wayman was nine eighteen at NCAA's and then runs nine twelve here. Like put herself in it. She was not intimidated at all. I mean, I think most people would be when you have a Frerichs Coburn battle in the steeple and to put yourself in it must be feel kind of weird but not for not for Wayman she handled it well yeah I mean Coburn post-race talked about the you know the fact that she's able to been doing this 10 times in a row not in a row but 10 individual times in the same event but also we asked her like hey what's it going to take for USA to kind of have a great world and she said it's going to take sub nine shape this year yeah and it's sure. not just sub nine shape but also sub nine execution and you know I think, I think two or three of these women can do that. Maybe not um, Wayman because she's still so new to it. But you know, you have to think that on the right conditions, they're focused. They, we've seen Coburn and and Frerichs cross the line one two. That has and, happened. Yes, and also cross the line two three. Right, and they cross the line two mm -hmm. three as well. So we've seen it before, um, and it's going to be crazy if they're able to put together another. So not, it's kind of also wild that Courtney Ferrix has the American record, right? Yeah. yeah. But Emma Coburn has 10 titles. Again, and Ferrix, I think someone who's going to – obviously, this race I don't think is indicative. Like when your shoe rips apart, that's yeah. tough. Yeah. And I think another, another couple weeks we could see her jump up. But, yeah, I mean, all three. Would you rather have fun. 10 U.S. titles or an American record? My 10 U.S. titles? Yeah. Well, it depends. Bonus money. What am I getting? Um, what well, is, no. Money's not the factor. Money, money, it's just like legacy. Would you have 10 <laughs> titles or the American record? Well, I think the 10 titles. Because eventually the record's going to go. I think most people think that. Maybe even if it's not this generation, somebody's going to break that record. 10 titles. That's dominance that's for true. a long period of time. Women's eight? Let's we do it. Women's eight, uh, men's eight, and the men's 400 hurdles. Thing Mo, 157-16. She led. She almost lost. She led from the gun, but then got caught with 50 to go by Ajay Wilson, who ran 157.23. Raven Rogers, the patented kick. It's there every single time. It's, it's incredible at this point how little that has failed her. Did you, did you have a thing, Mo, needing a lean to win no, this race? No, but I asked her afterwards, is it is it kind of fun to have somebody in the race? And she said, well... It did like show I'm so I can compete because it yeah. is a it is a different feeling when you're just front running 
and nobody's there yeah. for 800 or maybe you take over with a lap to go or 500 to go and then you're running away the whole time she said yeah. usually she's just running for her life that past hundred the last hundred because she don't know, doesn't know who's there this time she was there and she had to respond she had to make a move which was an interesting position i didn't think going in that she'd need to do that you got to give credit to ajay wilson for for keeping it close mo though ran a about the same time in the in the semi, which is why I thought we'd see 155. And if yeah. she won, ran 155, she'd be running away from it. So, Do you think I'm she was sure. taking a little bit of her foot off the pedal? I mean, she didn't say that. Did you I ask? Mean, were you taking or were you your thinking foot about off the, your, Or were you thinking about your bike? Something. <laughs> There's going to be all sorts of uh, references to my bike throughout this pod, and when it gets clipped, people are going to have no idea. We need to do a making like a murder serial type podcast where about the, where the bike where is. Where the bike is. No, um, but like it felt like she was not trying to do – an all-out effort. It felt like she was trying to just get through the I race. Don't, no, I don't think that's... That's not mean, true? No. Nah. How... Okay, there's no way eight women can all be within a few strides of a thing Mo with 250 meters less left in the race. Like, clearly she I mean, was... yeah, that, that just happened. I just saw that. I know so that just happened, impossible. but I think a thing Mo wasn't going for broke, is what I'm trying to say. That we thought she would. Well... She did not run the way Sydney ran. Sydney was going for broke. She's like, I'm going to go run mm. to my full capability. I think Mo left things in her oh, I don't tank. Think, no, you I know, don't. with inflation, the gas prices, no. she no, left the gas if she had in it to save it for worlds. If she had if she had done that, though, she would have used it the last 100 and went, and would have pulled away. Like, Ajay Wilson caught her with 50 to go. Like, that's not in the plan if you're holding stuff back. If you're holding it back and then – Kicking with a hundred, I could see it, but no, I think I'm going on record. She was holding back. This we'll, we'll never She's know. She's not it. telling anyone. We'll have no way of, of knowing. Um, men's Fournier hurdles. This race was fast. Ry Benjamin, forty-seven oh four. Trevor yes. Bassett, forty-seven forty-seven. Play for Rosser, forty-seven sixty-five. I mean, Benjamin ran pretty well. That's the that's the world lead. Yeah, that is the world lead. Okay, but he had company. One of the. It was almost like. The training partners race, Michael Norman, where you're thinking, well, how fast are they going if there's someone right there? It's like, no, just second ran really well as well, too. Bassett ran ran sensationally. So Benjamin on the team, he's recovering from what, COVID and tendonitis. So another three weeks, we shall see. But we don't know the status of Warholm. We know Dos Santos has been great. But Benjamin, last 100, really showed he's still the top guy. I asked Ry Benjamin if he thinks he's the favorite or who is the favorite. Mm-hmm. And he says that people on the internet don't think it's him. He says the people on the internet think he's washed. And he basically went on this whole little Ooh. money monologue and saying that he reads all of our comments. Oh. Or not your, not your my, comments. Not, not we don't, I haven't commented, but never, read, no, I'm saying I he, never said right now. He's he reading washed. his Instagram feed. He's reading the YouTube feed yeah, comments. Yeah. He's reading Twitter. And apparently people been, you know, taking, taking the shots at Ry Benjamin. All right. I don't think that's smart. Yeah. I don't think he's washed. For the Is record. there just a big Norway fan base that just has like just a bunch me. of <laughs> troll armies that just go in yeah, and, yeah. you know, meme to death ride Benjamin after every race? No. I, I That'd be kind of cool, right? What if Carson's like the ringleader of the memes? Dos Santos maybe, maybe could oh, be the bigger threat this year if Warholm doesn't have any races going in. But this whole thing is so much different than we thought it was going to be. Yeah heading into 2022 so it's hard to hard to predict what happens next but yes i definitely do not think he is watching do you think trevor bassett who just left uh he was at ashland right yeah yeah uh yeah. foreigner hurler out of d2 ashland unattached do you think he's gonna get a contract do you think someone 
This is going to give him some money after well, getting second. How, you, well, how would I possibly know that? Sure. Yes. I hope so. You probably don't know this because you're thinking about your bike. No, I don't know this because how do I know anybody's going to get Well, just what do you think? I think 47-47, he's going to make- It's worth it? He's going to make the final. If he sure. runs like that at world championships, so can someone make a world championship final and not get sponsored? I would yes, think he'd have happen. a really good- sh- That cool. can happen. Yeah, I know. I know it can happen. I'm saying- Never mind. Sorry. Moving on. Am I annoying you? No, it just- it was a it was a we've, dumb it was a dumb question followed by a many, dumb follow up. Have we done too many podcasts this no. close to each other? No. We're used to being screened apart, and you can't. This is no. I just uh, let's move on to men's. I'm just worried about your bike. No, I'm not. I'm not here to talk about my bike. <laughs> All right, men's eight hundred. This was an exciting race. Um, I think Hopple making the team was kind of you know expected, and mm-hmm. winning it, it's kind of like okay, we got that. Uh, but I think the the dive between Brandon Miller and Clayton Murphy's lean yeah, was yeah. kind of one of the moments of the meet. Sure. And it kind of reminded me of when uh, a former Texas A&M athlete did that dive in, in SEC's. Infinite uh, Tucker. Yeah, Infinite Tucker. Uh, but Brandon Miller, he dove at the line. Clayton Murphy was leaning as well. And then there was like a 10-second wait to find out who got that third spot. And Miller's name came up first. Beat him by .04. Uh, Miller was thrilled. He says he's kind of been going through a lot of adversity, which means, you know, he mentioned like just he hasn't had like perfect races every time. Yeah. You know, wins indoors, doesn't win outdoors, was able to, you know, be a very good Clayton Murphy, who yeah. I thought had a potential to medal at Worlds. So I'm kind of surprised that Murphy is the odd man out here. What are your thoughts on this team, Hopple, Koek, and Miller? Yeah, Koek needed the standard and got it. So I'm just fascinated at what his potential is going to be. Apple seemed to almost be floating above it all. There was all this chaos yeah. in the last hundred and who's going to get what spot highlighted by Miller's dive. Miller's intriguing front runs goes through 451 six and, and hangs on there with the dive. I think mass Hopple afterwards, you know, thinking of gold, which is obviously not a very good question, but he said, yeah. Well, if he said no, I mean, then that would have been probably more of a story than him saying yes. My point was, <laughs> this is wide open, right? Like, yes. Like you, if you, if those are David or Disha figure out there right now, I wouldn't even ask the question. Correct. So the fact that the question is being asked just goes to show that, hey, this thing is pretty open. And this was his season's best, 144.6. He hasn't been exactly you know, running insane times. He also said he wants to go over and run in a diamond league before Worlds. He wants to go to Stockholm just because he likes to race. Yeah. Which makes me think his slower times this year are a product of, one, just the types of races he's been in and just the lack of racing. Remember in 2019 how much that guy ran? Well, he ran like all the time. His keepers page was like. And he had that win streak because he yeah. won every prelim. He refused, yeah. even when it didn't matter, he refused to lose a prelim. So he would always put himself in the front of the race um, towards the end. So he's somebody, I don't know what those 800 odds are going to look like, but Bryce Hoppe winning gold would not surprise me at all. Yeah. Jonah Koek. Who had him yeah. on any 800 meter team? Yeah, I was talking to his coach after the race. Yeah, he said he was trying to get him to run the 5K. Yeah, this, this year or this meet? This year, like not not this meet, yeah. but like going yeah. training into the year. And he's like, no. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, well, I guess he was right because he just made the team yeah. in the 800. So he's like, oh, maybe I'll get him to do the, at least the 1500 next. Yeah, yeah, you know, but like. No one, I mean, I remember Jonah Kolek from, you know, early UTEP days. Yeah. 
he wasn't really that big of a factor at the NCAA level. Like he would make finals, but he wasn't like he wasn't like the other two UTEP guys in Saruni and um Career. and Career. Yeah. He was kind of like the odd man, like, oh, I'm the miler of the group. Uh, but for him, you know, he joins WCAP, he got changes in training, and now he's, you know, peaking at the right time. I think it's kind of incredible. Like no one had Coac top mm-hmm. thirty. Mm-hmm. Even in the the chaos of an eight hundred. I think it's kind of it's always interesting when you just see like whoa mm-hmm. didn't see that coming. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. So, uh, field event stuff. Chase Ely, twenty fifty one, another PR. That's a world lead in the women's shot put, men's javelin. I don't how many of those guys. Ethan Dabbs. No one has a standard though. Down to Shuey, right? That was the one where only one guy had the standard. Yep, yep, yep. That Ethan Dabbs wins it. Men's high jump shoved in the Q and one. He has the standard. Matches personal best. Javon Harrison got second, and then triple jump. Donald Scott, uh, first, Will Clay, second, Chris Bernard, third. Let's see. What other – was there another field event? I think that was it. Okay, Kevin. Yes. What are your thoughts on Sha'Carri Richardson's statement that she made to the media saying that the media has been disrespecting the athletes, filming her without their permission, and trying to just make a buck? You said of- filming without the permission? I don't know. She, maybe she didn't say that word, but like just filming without, like not. She's saying like we don't know what they're going through, win or lose, and you just film us, and without before you even ask us a question, you know, and said we are disrespecting the athletes. The athletes as a whole. Yeah, yeah she said athletes. Stop disrespecting the athletes. So the way people may not know this, but the way the media setup at most track meets is, is the media area is directly adjacent to the track and athletes come directly off the track into the media area and they're required they have to walk that's walk that's path. how they get back to so where their gear, gear and stuff exactly yeah. now sometimes people take a lot longer out there right they collect themselves but as if you've seen any track meet, you know sometimes they like really usher them off the track and then the next person says go this way go this way go this way when people win and make teams and stuff it takes longer because they do the victory lap they do the on on camera interview and things like that but oftentimes you're getting them right after i do i think that's the ideal way to interview an athlete after a sporting event no but in all the time that we've been doing this that's the one way that they've presented it to us right and that's the only availability that is there so you know people want to change that so that way there's more of a time to collect their thoughts like i would be all for that the thing i other thing i should mention though is you know, this meet and pretty much like every other meet we've or I've covered in the past, about 90%, 95% of the athletes are willing to talk. They want to talk. They want to share their stories, even if things didn't go well. Yeah, Paul Chalimo just didn't make the team, got 11th. And he was like, give a three-minute interview talking about yeah. this season. And if you and if you don't, that's fine. Just say, hey, I, I don't want to talk right now. And then uh, totally, totally understood. Like I've always said, there's so many athletes and so many stories. If someone doesn't want to share their story or share their experience, that's perfectly within their right. I know some people are saying like, they should be required to talk and they should be fine. You know, I mean, no, if you need to go that far, if they don't want to talk, then, then that's fine. But the media that comes there is there to ask questions. It's there, there to figure out the story. I also will say like, in general, track media from what I've observed is usually a lot more deferential than other media that I've seen in other sports. U.S. especially, like when I was at the World Championships in, in 2019, 
there were some outlets from from overseas where you know it was a lot more aggressive in terms of what they were asking and how they were asking it. So yeah, I I think most. I mean, I don't want to speak for all all the athletes, but all I can say is most athletes, you know, when you ask them, hey, do you have a comment or do you want to talk? They they say yes. But if people want to change the process, that's fine. But for us in the media, this is the opportunity that you know this is the availability we have with the athletes, and it's a it's a professional sport and you know you talk about visibility and stuff that's one of the main ways to get it so that's just kind of my perspective on the whole thing yeah i mean she was given an opportunity to talk she chose not to talk three times in a row then at the very end she changed her mind made a statement saying we're disrespecting the athletes kindly disagree with that sentiment but you know everyone's allowed to have an opinion and hey that was the whole point you got to say what you want to say unedited and people get to hear it and yeah the world can react however they want, uh, and that's it. So. Yeah, I mean, what's what's the alternative? Just like nobody, nobody speaks at all after races, or is there a you? There's gonna be a I press mean, conference at the no, end. The like, alternative, I mean, I think a lot of people want is I only want to be interviewed on my good moments and not my bad moments. Yeah, I think that's what they want. I don't think which is a human reaction. It's by a the human, way. Yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. You, you just lose the Super Bowl. You don't, the coach doesn't want to do a press conference after losing the Super Bowl. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like the worst time, like being told all the times they screwed up the play calls. Like yeah. you don't want to do that interview. Yeah. But after you win a Super Bowl, you want to talk to everyone and yeah. give them yeah. Yeah. all your time. And I get that's human. You don't like, it's not fun to, to answer questions after a loss, mm -hmm. you know? And the thing is, there are certain athletes who lose who don't have to answer questions. And the reason why is because no one is like expecting them to win. Yeah, and when yeah, you, the interest what, level is inside. Yeah. The interest level. When you are a favorite, when you are the star of a meet, people yeah. want to people want to hear from you when you're dominating, and people want to hear from you when you get upset. Yeah, and that's sports. It's yeah, sports. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think there's there seems to be a disconnect too. Just this is a larger conversation. We don't need to go into it, but just between like how people define media now versus how they yeah. define media 10, 15, 20 years ago, and I think that has a big role in in responses like that to what's going on. But yeah, I just again, I can only speak from my like experience. I mean, yours is probably pretty similar. Sure, there's some people who don't want to talk, but if you just assume nobody wants to talk, which I've made this mistake too. Oh man, this person doesn't want to talk because they had a bad race, and then they do want to talk, and yeah. then and then they're happy that their their story was shared out there. Yeah, they're like happy. Gabby Thomas. Yeah. She had, she's, she was one of the favorites. She's just won an Olympic medal and now she didn't make any team, you know, yeah. that's a bad day for her, yeah. but she's talking. Yeah. So I, I just think, again, I don't blame anybody who doesn't want to talk. If you don't want to talk, that's totally within your right. You know, that's between you and like your sponsors and, and all the people, yeah. Yeah, right, you know, yeah. who, who, who pay you or, or manage your career. But does the media have the right to announce that they don't want to talk? Does the media have the right to announce they don't want to talk? What do you mean? Oh, to say this person didn't talk? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's been going on for a while. I remember back in 2012, there was people who didn't want to talk, and people would say, "Yeah, they're not they're not talking." I just to, to my point earlier, I'm just saying, if you assume nobody ever wants to talk, then you <laughs> number one, stories are not going to get told in the sport. Number two, and also you're just you're kind of taking some agency away from those athletes who do want to share their stories right it's like i'm just going to assume that this person has nothing to say because because they're upset i mean i can 
the most memorable interviews I feel like, especially from Olympic trials and, and USA's end up being the, the, the one, you know, on the razor's edge, the people who just get in or the people who just miss it. And I think those interviews, if athletes are trying to get more fans and more interest, like people become fans because they see athletes sometimes in their vulnerable moments. And they're like, man, like that was, that was incredible. Like you went through this. Cause then they're, then they're bought in, right. Then they are really invested in the athlete's success of, okay, man, we saw them in, in this moment. Now we're seeing them later on um, and, they're, and they're thriving, but you can't like tell that, tell that story without trying to talk. And I will say this, Shakira didn't want to talk to us at all throughout the entire meet. Not just it's, us, it's, the whole media. And the whole media. It wasn't, it wasn't about us. Yeah, it was about the whole media. It's not going to change my opinion of her. I still think she's one of the best runners in the world, and I still will pick her to make teams in future years, if not win races. So, yeah. And I think she's going to run fast this summer. I think she's probably going to go out there, run a 10-8 or 10-7 at one of the Diamond Leagues, and uh, get people talking. But mm. All right, checking in the chat here. Chat's going wild. Is this live? Yeah, we're live. I mean, not the show, but I'm saying that this isn't like repopulating. Because... Chat's like a five seconds delayed. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm looking at the chat here. We'll see if there's anything there. It's <laughs> going so lot. fast. It's going so fast. Um, uh, Ray says, Carl Lewis will always break down his performance for the media, win or lose. Um, just, what is going on? Oh, come on. I don't want to talk about that. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Last stuff. I don't think there's much. Gordon uh, puffing. What, what? What? No, come on. No. I should, I should read it before I say it. Up. Yeah, yeah. You can't be like, start, I'm going to start the sentence where someone well, I see my Gordon. name. I see my name and I'm like, oh, what? It's gone. Wait, is this? Okay, 400 results from. Is this Jamaica? Candace McLeod first, 50 29. McPherson second, 50 49. Cherokee end, 50 63. Stacey Williams fourth. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, Freddie says react to Knight and Bob's NBC interview i didn't we didn't see it because we were in there i haven't seen the the clip yet. i read it someone had a transcript of it which i read and then um which i know when you read it you can't actually get all the body lines all i'm saying is in the mix zone we asked lyles about the gesture he said pointing at him across the line he said that was not directed at arion specifically that was to the doubters or the people who didn't think he could do it that's that, that's what he said so Thoughts on Marcel Jacobs. What did he... He ran, like, ass in Italy. <laughs> he ran 10-17, then 10-12. Okay. Well, we, he, we, he's, I mean, he didn't need to run fast because it is the Italian championships. He's going to run Stockholm. That would be more of us understanding if he's a legitimate medal contender. I get it. He won global gold. He won the Olympic title. But Fred Curley right now is the best sprinter in the world. 100. 100 meters sprinter. Say sprinter. Well, oh, if you combine the two, yeah, okay, but they're not running the combo one and two at the no. World but like, if I had to pick the best sprinter in the world, yeah. one would be Curly, two would be Lyles, and then three would be Romel or Knighton. Yeah. So Knighton said, "Job isn't finished," and then walked off. I mean, he's a competitor. It's, yeah. It's it's exciting. Like it is interesting how Lyles is very like loud and like mm. out there. Like yeah, he he was like asking us to request the time he would run in the final yeah. after the semis. And Knighton is more like serious and just like focus. So they kind of play off each other of like, you know. He said. The wild and the stone-faced. He said, um, he's like, Knighton kind of had the target on his back because of the 1949. 
And it was just like, that's a different experience. Like running when you have that versus running as an underdog is totally different. Um, there was a comment here. Yeah, I mean, how many people doubted Lyles? I mean, Matt, I, I said he was number, he should be number two. I mean, I think I picked him, but said he was number two behind Knighton. So I guess you could put me in that, you know, guilty as charged, but I wasn't like, there's no way Noah Lyles will ever win another 200. Hey, you go through here and I'm going to update our our picks well, so what i can't see anything oh yeah okay you, you, we react to some of the comments and i'm gonna we're gonna do our picks and then we'll close out the pod yeah yeah Lyle, so demarcus says laos had a buy yeah he didn't need to run right he wanted to run so he could win so he could say i am the u.s champion in the 200 and you're all talking about Knighton's 1949 but Knighton isn't not just in the future obviously his future is very bright but Knighton isn't done even this year it would not surprise me if he's able to turn the tables um, at World Championships. This was a close race. Um, DC Noel says, I love how pissed Knight was. Loved it. Love how Lyles was the guy who said, screw the bye. Loved it. I love that our other two guys in 200 can also medal. Whole thing is great. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at it from a, the, a broad perspective of just the, the sport in general and that event and an event to get really excited about, you know, the men's 200 is at the top um, of the list. No Coleman for the 200. No, he scratched. He didn't run the semis. So he didn't run at all today. Omanyal is going to be a problem too. Yeah, so he ran over the weekend. Who will make the women's four by four? Steiner, McLaughlin, Moe. I think it's going to be McLaughlin and Moe. And then whoever. Muhammad, if she runs amazing in the four hurdles, or Britton Wilson, if she runs amazing in four hurdles, could take up a spot. And then I think you got it. You have to have at least one open 400 meter runner. I mean, I know you don't have to. They can choose whoever they want. But I think one of those women is going to impress enough at world championships and you're going to want to put them in the relay. Why did he scratch the 200? I mean, he said he scratched the hundred because of uh coach's decision. So I'm assuming it's the same thing, but I didn't, I didn't ask him because he was still making the decision yesterday. So, uh, was it known that Hawker wasn't running the 5k? I thought he was going to be there. I mean, what I heard is Hawker missed two weeks of training heading into the meet. Did you hear the same thing? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think he knew he just didn't have it. Also, that would have been a, a tough race for Hawker, like that fast from the gun. Like he would have much preferred something tactical, but he uh, he will not be at the World Championships, which I think is a pretty big surprise. Gordon's clicking over; he's putting things in here for Colt to put up. Oh, these are picks. Who yeah, won? I don't know. We got to count. Okay, let's let's do this. We'll I, go back I, to the I had a great rhythm with the chat here. There you go. We got back chat. We got chat. All right, chat. I'm back. What's Knight and run for the 100? He's got a crazy start. He hasn't broken 10 yet, which I think he, he should be able to do that. And when he gets the opportunity, I think he will. Um, yeah, Cooper scratching the 5,000 didn't surprise me. He made it in the 1,500. I think Steiner continues to focus on the one and the two and moves up to the open four. One and two. I don't think she's going to move up. She's made the team from the 200. I think she's good. Everybody wants to, everybody move up like instantly. Put on a four by four, that could be fascinating. But again, that, to be a rookie in the, in the beginning part of your career and get put on one of those Team USA relay teams is, is tough. It happens, but I think they're, they're going to err on the side of experience unless she takes that decision out of their hands. All Here's right. Pick for the US men's four by one. I think we talked about that a little bit yesterday. We'll talk more about that throughout the week. Um, Joseph, oh, Robert brings up Josephus Slayers. My sleeper almost made it. And Noah was, Noah was bummed in the interview that 
that his brother wasn't able to make it. He was right there. Well, I, I, I sent in the wrong graphic. I'm going to send one more to you. But we're going to go through and uh, one more graphic, and then we'll end this. Uh, we have the official results of predicting who would win top three in every event. Colt, do you have it? Can we put it up? All right. So what do we just, who has the most green? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. No, it's who has – so green means you've correctly predicted the position of the athlete. Yellow means they didn't finish in that spot, but they did finish top three. And red means um, that they just didn't make the team. Yeah. And you correctly predicted top three people, 36. I had 34. So, Kevin. Winner. You won. I will say, though, a couple of these things did not go my way. Like yeah. Cooper Tier. I didn't know he was going to scratch. Isaac Updike was a scratch. So I had a couple scratches that kind of screwed me up. Holman, we both had a scratch there. Yeah. The scratches screwed us up a bit, but uh, you were the mm -hmm. more intelligent predictor of the two of us. So congratulations, Kevin. So this is interesting. How many the winners I got on the women's side, Diggs, McLaughlin, Moe, and Coburn. So about 50% there, or just under 50%. And on the men's side, I only missed three. Yeah, we both I, did I, well and the on Holly, the men. Holly one is tough. I guess it wasn't that hard. Is Ryan Benjamin going to win? Yes. Yeah, I went with Knight. Or sorry, I went with Lyles. So my second and third guessing myself paid off. Our most incorrect predictions were in third, which makes sense. Yeah. the people that you are the least short about. Sure. None of us had an event where we missed all three. Oh, that's interesting. We got at least one person right yeah. in every event. So that's good. Well done. All right. Any other comments here in the chat? Otherwise, we're going to wrap up. How about uh, start of the meet? Diner or Curly or is it Sydney? It's Sydney. Yeah, it's Sydney. I would say Sydney, uh, woman, and Fred Curly. Yeah. Let me look back at this. Hold on. What, what are we looking at? Well, I just wanted to get it refreshed on winners. Yeah, Sydney. Well, Sydney no, I know, I know for Sydney, but if we're going women and men. Norman? No. Curly was more impressive than Norman. Lyles? No. Curly ran 9-7 twice in the same day. Hillary Bohr. I'll give you that. Can I interest you in Woody Kincaid? He got second. I'll trade you one Woody Kincaid kick. for three. Man, that fishers. kick was impressive. All right. Let's end the pod. Guys, thanks for listening. We love you for tuning in every day. Next pod is going to be on Tuesday. We're going to do two pods next week, Tuesday, and then a pod after Stockholm Diamond League on Thursday. Subscribers pod. We're going to get some gonna, point this week. Yes. So apologies. We did not do our subscriber pod during the week. We miscalculated our schedules. No, we didn't miscalculate the schedule. They moved it. Yes, up. We that's had, true. We were going to do it in the morning today. They moved it up so by an hour because the heat. And I was not waking up early. No, that's not why. We had a big block of time. Yes. Or not. We're going to do and it. Then producer, we have our topics. Producer Colt is there. So, yeah, we'll do it. We did not forget. Maybe we'll do it, and then we'll post it on Wednesday. That's what we'll do. So we're gonna we're gonna record that one on Tuesday, post it on Wednesday. So pods on Tuesday, Thursday, and then members only pod on Wednesday. Check it out; it's gonna be great. Yeah, be a member. Become a member. What's, it, what's it called? You join. Join, not Click, subscribe. Yeah, you join. join. But subscribe too. Subscribe, join, do the whole thing. Check out all the interviews on our YouTube channel, also on our website. We don't put every interview on the YouTube, so go check out the website. They're all there, free. Check them all out. Yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in. Appreciate uh, everybody. Uh, watching along with us yeah. the last couple of days. It's been fun. We're going to do it again at the World Championships. So have a great rest of your Sunday, and uh, we'll talk to you early next week. Bye.